The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100. Free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Driver, start your... in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb because believe you me there are still racing things to talk about here on the nascar gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network he is cody zeeb I am Rod Gomez. The season may be over, but the action has not stopped in far as the news is concerned for NASCAR. Obviously, you listened to us last week. You followed us all season long. Joey Logano, your 22 champion in the 22 car. Cody, tell me how I never, ever once put that together until I was on Twitter the other day. And it said 22 and 22. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I don't know that that one slipped me too. I I hadn't thought of that. He already got a catchy one for next year too. It was uh, like going for three and twenty three. It was it was better than that, but something with uh, trying to get his third one in twenty three. So he's already got the whole slogan thing figured out. I feel like I should probably just retire as anything because I missed out on that entire opportunity all season long for twenty two and twenty two. I, yeah, I I don't know. I don't you know. get it. Sometimes, sometimes things are so obvious that you dismiss them. Like, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, wow, I was right there the whole time, right? Yeah, low hanging fruit, I suppose. But yeah, anyway, so it was Joey Logano, the champion. Uh, obviously, we watched it all play out. But uh, the off season news continues to roll in, and that is what we're here to do today. Obviously, we're not recapping a race, and we're not even really recapping the entire season right now, which is something we'll probably end up doing here over the next couple of weeks, just to take a quick look back at, at what was in 22 and how we can uh, look ahead to the 23 season. But again, there are drivers on the move, and most of that we already knew. I mean, we already knew about the 18 uh, being vacated. We already knew that uh, obviously Kyle Busch was not going to be in that car anymore. Um, we knew that uh, uh, Ty Dillon was no longer going to be in his car. I mean, we've talked about these moves already all throughout the offseason, but there's still cars that are still up for grabs. There's still drivers that are still up for grabs. But, Cody, there's also some other news uh, that you wanted to touch on as well that, that you've been keeping tabs on. So, um, again, this is just a news and notes as we head into the offseason type of a show. So why don't you go ahead and just get us rolling with, with something that uh, is, is piquing your interest right now. First of all, only 83 days until the clash, 97 <laughs> days till the Daytona 500. Got to lead off with that. Counting. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, maybe if you're listening to this a few days from now, it's even closer. So we don't have that long in the offseason. 
NASCAR's got a short off season, so that's good. But yeah, plenty of news to talk about uh, and things. So yeah, I mean, we've got time for recap shows and looking ahead. I mean, we've already Daytona 500 lines are out, championship odds are out, so we can start digging into uh, digging into that a little bit too. Maybe even later this week. But uh, man, the first thing kind of I want to talk about was was Jimmy Johnson. We brought it up. I think it was during the DFS show during championship week uh live you know our last show of the week it kind of just broke and it was like oh my goodness he's come back as an owner we didn't that was all we kind of really knew now we know he's gonna run eight to ten races for for this team in uh for petty gms of course if you missed that he's jimmy johnson coming back to to be an owner which man just that that whole thing very very shocking not something i saw johnson doing and with petty gms it was even more shocking because Obviously, the Hendrick tie, he spent his entire cup career at Hendrick uh, Motorsports and obviously won seven championships there. He won seven championships. Richard Petty's won seven championships. GMS has won championships on the truck series sides of things. So they've done a lot of winning over there. Uh, a lot of people, you know, oh, well, Petty doesn't do anything anymore. Again, with this new car we've seen, that's a little different. And this was the first year with the GMS money. We talked about Maury Gallagher bringing that uh, buying that team i mean the petty name is still on the door but it's gallagher's team he is a billionaire he's got a lot of money he's bringing a lot of resources to that team we saw it with eric jones uh winning the southern 500 we saw eric jones all season i mean we talked about him multiple times in the betting show in the dfs show throughout the season how well he ran all season ty Dillon was a little disappointing you know, that's kind of hard to know. Was that just Ty Dillon? Was that the second team? You know, we, we talk about multi-car teams. Sometimes things get stretched thin. Uh, the farther down the line you go, so maybe Jones has all the good stuff and, and he wasn't getting as much. Maybe that has something to do with Ty Dillon as well. He's not stuck around many places yet. Um, but, of course, Noah Gragson's going to be in that car next year. So, so now you got Eric Jones in the 43. you got Noah Gragson in the 42. You got Jimmy Johnson coming into the fold, eight to 10 races, and he's doing the Daytona 500, which, hell yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it seems like when these these guys are coming back, like that's not one of the races they want to do because there is danger there. Now, granted, he just ran the Indy 500 last year, which is probably more dangerous than the Daytona 500 is. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, obviously, you know, Jimmy Johnson, seven championships, like, I don't have his numbers right in front of me, but tons of races won. Absolute dominant. I mean, five of those championships he won in a row. He, there was a point in time where he just dominated NASCAR. Uh, one of the greatest drivers to ever, ever grace the sport. Going to be awesome to see him coming back. I mean, I don't necessarily have high expectations, but, uh, you know, obviously you're a huge fan of his. What uh, What are your thoughts with, with him coming back this year? Well, like you, I'm, I'm really surprised, though, that he's not coming back in any sort of a Hendricks type of a situation. Obviously, we know that he's got a storied history with Hendricks, but, I mean, it is still Chevy. It is still, you know, the, the, the manufacturer that he won all those titles with, so he's not like he's jumping ship completely. But, you know, for guys like Eric Jones and for guys like Noah Gragson, how exciting is it, though, to have arguably one of the greatest drivers well i mean you can't even argue with it i'm never going to argue with it one of the greatest drivers in the history of the sport as your owner and you know petty and and johnson i don't it's funny though because you never 
necessarily put them in the same breath, right? I mean, it's always like you have Petty in such high esteem, and yet Jimmy Johnson did the exact same thing and and did it in an era where they kept changing the rules to try to make it to where he couldn't do it again, and he kept doing it again. So that in and of itself is already impressive enough as it is, let alone the fact that you know he, he walked away from the sport I, I mean, I got to tell you, in his prime still. I mean, I know that there was a little bit of, of degradation in, in his performance over the last couple of seasons, but by and large, he probably could have gone out and ran for another championship in any one of those uh, opportunities. So, yeah, I mean, to, to have him back in the sport, for me as a fan, already is is something that I'm looking forward to watching. Watching him run another Daytona 500 and not to mention watching to see what he can do in this new equipment. I loved his time in Indy, however brief it was, but you just knew right then and there from the first couple of races that this wasn't for him. He, he wasn't going to enjoy his time. He didn't like being in equipment that wasn't necessarily competitive week after week. He didn't like the learning curve that it took to drive these open-wheel cars to the precision that he did in NASCAR. You know, stock car and, and open-wheeler, and Jimmy will probably be the first to tell you, not even the same animal whatsoever. So, again, I'm encouraged by him being back in the sport. I think NASCAR needed him back. I think he needed to take a step back. Because, listen, Cody, between you, me, and the wall, people need to step back every once in a while from something they've done for 20 or 30 or whatever, however long they've done it, right? I mean, they need to take a, a step back to appreciate what they had. He's taking that step back. He's coming back. Even if it's a third of a season and I get to watch Jimmy Johnson run on NASCAR tracks again, brother, sign me up. And I'm, I'm like I said, encouraged by the fact that he's got two Young enough drivers now, and Eric Jones. I know Eric Jones, not the youngest guy in the in the the youngest spring chicken in the in the driving stall, but still, his career is relatively young enough to where we could see some good things with him. And then Noah Gragson, man, sky's the limit for this kid as far as what he's got going on now with this team, with this owner. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, Eric Jones is still, I mean, a relatively younger driver too. Um, but yeah, for those two guys to have seven-time Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson in the garage with them as an owner, you know, just there, and Richard Petty. So you can, now you got Richard Petty, who, I mean, <laughs> you, you talked about they obviously both won seven championships. Not to take anything away from Richard Petty. He, he won two, 200 races, seven championships. It was a different era. Things were a lot different then. The rules weren't so tight. They had an advantage. You look back at some of the races he won and second place was literally like eight laps down. It was just, it was a different type of racing, a different time. And he, I, I don't ever take that away from people. Like you do what you do when the rules are the way they were, you know, and you, you take advantage and you, and you perform your, but it's so hard to compare across eras. Anyways, we see it across all sorts of different sports, you know, and stuff, but yeah, what Jimmy Johnson did when he was able to do it. I mean, it's harder now and over the last 20 years with this playoff format to win championships than it ever was before. Um, and so, yeah, and they literally were changing the rules to try to get Jimmy Johnson not to win anymore because they were like, oh, my God, he keeps winning. And they would change him and he'd win that way. So, yeah, what he did was amazing. And like you said, he it was very early for him to retire. I mean, 
you, you put him up next to a guy like Kevin Harvick, I think they're about the same age. They are. So, yeah. And so now you've got, you know, he did just kind of step away early. And so it's not like, and you, you know, look at how Kevin Harvick runs. He won two races this year. I don't think Jimmy Johnson's going to come back on a part-time basis and probably be winning a bunch of races in a car he's not raced before and all that. I get it, but he's not that far removed from being the Jimmy Johnson we all know and remember. And, you know, the end of his career wasn't the greatest, but that was kind of Hendrick was in a lull at that point. It's not like everybody else at Hendrick was winning a ton of races either. And Jimmy was just not performing as well. Um, they're in a different spot now, but uh, with the parody of this new car and stuff, I, I expect him to be competitive. Um, again, I, I don't know that we see him win now. If he does, it'd be a hell of a day, right? We, we would all love to see that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, man, I'm so excited just to see him come back. It, it's that way with any of these guys in any of these sports. You, you get to see a great comeback, play again or, or race again. Um, you love to see it. What uh, what number do you think he's gonna run? I, I'm curious what your thoughts are because obviously, 48 was the only number he ever ran in the Cup Series. Alex Bowman's in that ride. I don't think that they're going to give that number up or or he's even going to want to take that number just to, to run a part-time. So what, what are your guesses on number for him? It's funny because I, I, I could see, I could see, I would love to see them spend some money and say, you know what, Rick, this is my, this is my, I made this, I made this number. Like this is giving, but I would think 44 is 44. Yeah. yeah 44 makes perfect sense. Cause then you got the 42, 43, and then the 44. And nobody, I don't think anybody's got the 44 right now. So correct. That would be so. So, yeah, I've, I've given a lot of this a lot of thought because I've been interested in it. You could see the 48 deal. I mean, 48 was not an original Hendrick number that they added that for Jimmy Johnson. The only reason they kept it, because if you, you remember, Alex Bowman actually replaced Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the 88. Um, and then when they switched Chase Elliott from the 24 to the 9, they kind of shuffled the numbers all over. Uh, and they only kept 48 because Ally was already branded on 48, wanted to stay 48. So they could do that and switch back to 25, an original Hendrick number. I don't really see that happening just because they've already got everything branded 48 with Bowman and everything. But that would be cool to see. Um, and, and I think you know, I think him and Mr. H have a great relationship. I don't think there's any issues there or anything. There was never any bad blood, it didn't seem. But 44 makes the most sense. It's a petty number already. I mean, that was Kyle Petty's number that he drove for a long time until the death of his son, Adam, 45. That's when Kyle switched to 45, but 44 was a petty number already before that. Jimmy Johnson ran 44 in the ASA series, and I want to say he maybe ran some Xfinity races in 44 as well. So a number that, that's that been uh, familiar to him in the past. Uh, my other I, – I, that that's going to be my guess is that'll be the number. Um, but my other thoughts would be 84 cause that, you know, the inverse 48, nobody runs that. That's kind of a different number. Um, or 92, I think was his Xfinity series, his main number he rode, drove there, the Excedrin car or whatever that was. Um, and I don't think anybody has 92 either in the cup series, but 44, that's my best guess. Uh, and then I think Carvana has ar- had already announced prior to him at retiring from IndyCar that they would be with him whatever he was going to do basically. So I would imagine that will be his sponsor, but we've not seen any deals on number or sponsorship or anything like that. So 
it'll be interesting to see that that stuff's all kind of interesting. And then I saw today, not from any necessarily verified source yet, but there are rumors that they're trying to fill that ride in other races this season. So maybe that's even a full-time, you know, third car that has a rotating cast as Jimmy Johnson's part of that. That'd be interesting to see maybe who else got chances in that, in that car as well. Well, you figure if Carvana is bringing their money in, that's got to be one that they want all the races because I mean, look, they had him in it's, it's crazy right. because in Indy, he wasn't even one of the main tickets. Like he obviously was one of the brand new drivers yet. Almost all the commercials that you saw during an Indy race was Jimmy Johnson in that Carvana. So they spent a lot of money on Indy on a driver that wasn't even necessarily in his correct element. So I guess it stands to reason that Carvana bringing their money into NASCAR would want a full season of that as well, even with Jimmy behind it for a third of it. Yeah, agreed. I think that that's the case. And maybe they're, you know, they'll sponsor his races. Somebody else sponsors other drivers. I mean, you know, it might be wherever, whatever driver can get packages put together or whatever, but that'd be my, my biggest uh, guess. All right. So kind of moving on next. So the Jimmy Johnson thing kind of opens up entries for the Daytona 500, right? So we've got, we're limited to is, is 40 spots now, 36 charter cars, and then there's four open spots. And I wish I get why NASCAR does it. I understand because they want to make the charters special and worth more money and stuff. But why don't you open the the Daytona 500, the greatest spectacle in racing? You've got all these cars that want to enter. So right now, you've got the 36 charter cars that are going to enter this. You got Jimmy Johnson. You have um, Zane Smith has already announced he's going to be running a front row car in some races, including the, the 500. You have the Beard 62 car with Austin Hill. They're going to be entering that. Uh, you got the Money Mayweather 50 team. They're most likely going to put a car in the in the 500. The Hesburgh's team that we saw last year, multiple races. They were in all the road courses. They ran a, a couple of the super speedways. You have to guess they're going to the 500. Um Elio Castronovas was promised, I can't remember by who, but by someone, a ride if he won the SRX championship, which he did. Uh, so, I, But I've not heard anything else about a, a ride for him. So that's kind of out there. There's that 3F racing uh, that those German guys are starting. They're supposed to be fielding a team this next season. So, you know, that's 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42. 40, yeah, you got 43, 44, 45 cars wanting to make this race, why are we still capping it at, at 40? I, I get the importance of the charter system and, and the value on that, but if you're bringing in three extra cars, maybe 43 used to be a regular Cup Series field for a big rate when you have all these teams that want to be in it, want to compete, and I get the charter teams aren't going to want them to do it because they don't want to share the money, but why not, Rod? Give us these extra entries. Jimmy Johnson's not even guaranteed to make the Daytona 500. I mean, there's a good chance. There's no past owners provisionals anymore or past champions provisionals. None of that. So, I mean, there is a fairly decent chance Jimmy Johnson tries to make the Daytona 500 and can't even race because there are so many entries. And so just if you're newer to NASCAR, you don't know how it works for the Daytona 500. They have qualifying like normal, but then they do the, the, the uh, two what do they call it? The, the dual races. Yeah. yeah. To, to set the lineup. And so two drivers will get in on the, so the two fastest of the open cars 
get in on qualifying time. So if you're one of the two fastest, you're in. But if you're not, then everybody else is just racing for those last two spots through those two duels, one spot in each duel. I think I don't remember how they split it up exactly, but something happens on a super speedway, right? I mean, and then your your chances shot, and you don't even get a chance to make the Daytona 500. Something I really wish they would change. I mean, look, they've been making a lot of changes lately, and and we'll probably talk about some of those those changes to the even car itself, uh, obviously, because there was a lot of spe- a lot of things that needed attention, and they've gotten a little bit of that over the last couple of weeks. But um, get to the Daytona, I, you know, that's the thing too. I think that they should have the past champions provisional in that as well, just because they've done it. They do it for so many other races, and I like you think they should expand the field back to forty three. I understand. I do like you all of the logic behind it, but this is the grand this is the Super Bowl. You know, you want as much participation, as much money in that Super Bowl as you possibly can get because most of the people, most of the passive fans of NASCAR watch this race and maybe one other through the course of the entire season. So if you're going to give the the people that are watching this for the first time or it's the only race that they watch Give them a show. Give them something worth. I mean, it's not that it's not worth watching, but 43 drivers on that track in a super speedway race, you know, even with the configurations of what we've seen this season, last season, whatever, it's still possible to race cleanly with 43 cars. It's not about the racing. It's about the money, which is frustrating. But don't you think that more, more means more? I, I, I don't know. I'm not good at math, Cody, as we've evidenced by this entire season. I'm not good at math. But I would think that more of of something gives you more of something else, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, more entries. Yeah, and, and the the pot for the purse for the Daytona 500 is like 15 times any other, right? So, and again, that's where the charter teams are going to say, well, we want to get that money. But there's got to be some type of formula you can use where the charter teams earn more no matter if an uncharted team beats them i mean anything like that it, it just it would be a, a massive shame and a huge disappointment by nascar in my opinion if you have guys like jimmy johnson that can't make the daytona 500 if you have a daniel ricardo that comes over and tries to run that you know there's the project 91 car out there as well we didn't even talk about that whether that gets a daytona 500 entry or not we don't know we talked about elio castronovas i mean if a guy like that has an opportunity to try and make it, you only got four spots for all these other guys. You got up-and-comers, Austin Hill, Rookie of the Year in the Xfinity Series, who's well on his way to getting a Cup Series ride in the next couple of years. You know, he's going to try to make it in the 62. Zane Smith, another up-and-coming, the future of Ford. I mean, he's probably got a seat at Sewer Haas Racing in the Cup Series in a couple of years. These guys want to make that big race and get that chance, and – you're just some of them aren't going to make it because there's not enough spots and it's not i mean it's not like you're asking them to push it to 45 or something we never haven't seen since 1970 like it's just go back to your normal just for one race too it does you know i get you want to have the charter system every week that's fine but when you've got this any different drivers and teams wanting to come in and compete in the the greatest spectacle and race you know all the stuff like Man, give put them in the show. Let's let's give them a chance. Exclusivity, man. They want to man the red the rope. That's what they want to do. They want the VIP room to stay the champagne room, buddy. That gets that you can't get in. Not everybody can get in. 
Not your little scrub cars. Get them out of our get them out of our VIP section. We're we're done here. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Cody. Before we move on to the next uh, story, let's go ahead and, and step away, take a break. I know this isn't formatted normally like our our normal shows, but um, still got to pay the bills. So when we come back, we'll keep going with some news, with some notes, and with some fun stuff uh, over our the beginning of what is the silly season. <laughs> but before we do, are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Yeah, you are. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and of course, Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Also, be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During that WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the weeks so will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. There's great promos, odds, and payouts all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. You bet $100, win $100. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions. Winbet.com must be 21 or older. A pleasant scary playthrough. Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gathering problem, call 1 800 522 4700. All right, Cody. Again, the news does not stop just because the season is over. And again, we've got uh, so much more. I, I just feel like it's just, it's just going to continue in waves all throughout the entire offseason. Yeah, and it's been, you know, the last couple of days have actually been fairly quiet. Hasn't been a ton of news in the last few days. I mean, we're still kind of catching up from the last two weeks worth of news. But then, I mean, news, there's still, we were just talking about this before the show. I mean, there's five, six, seven different pretty big name drivers. We don't even know what their plans are for next season yet. So there's so much more that's going to be announced. Uh, you know, and, and as this this Petty GMS saga continues, do we start hearing other drivers announced for this car? Um, we still don't have the entire Joe Gibbs racing lineup for the Xfinity series. Like so many other things that, that are still going to fall into place as the offseason continues. Plus, I mean, yeah, we try and touch on the news and notes each and every week throughout the season, but we've got to get to the picks. We got to get to the recaps. We got to get to all this stuff. We don't have some too much time to talk about it. So this gives us an opportunity to kind of go back and comb through that and, and talk about it a little more, expand on it and, and give our thoughts and opinions on stuff as well. So yeah, there's a uh, no short of things, no shortage of things to talk about for sure. None. So, uh, well, okay. What you, what else do you got in your plate? I know that plate looks big over there. Yeah. It's a long list of stuff. Next up, uh, you kind of touched on this already too, but Steve O'Donnell had mentioned during championship week, that they were already working on testing uh, aero packages for the short tracks and road courses. Um, those were the, the places we saw the least raciness, not the not not as good of racing. It, this car was was kind of sold on this is going to make intermediates better and, and the racing on those types of tracks better. And other than Texas, because that's an unhelpable track. Uh, <laughs> it, it did. I mean, those Kansas races were good this year. The Coke 600 was one of the best races of the year at Charlotte places like Darlington, you know, you had great races. Um, and even some of the shorter end of things, but, but not quite short tracks like Richmond and stuff. We saw 
a lot better racing than we've seen in the past. So they definitely made big strides on, on those parts of the cars, you know, of making the car more racy and the, and the races better. Um, and so they're really focusing on the short tracks, the road courses, no word yet on cardboard cleanup uh, or anything. <laughs> if they're going to be able to get that under control on road courses, uh, if we're gonna have to factor that into our bets next year, I, I am still bitter about the cardboard on the racetrack. Yes. But uh, there is no word on, on how they're going to handle signs and places. They shouldn't be cardboard on the track for 50 laps before we throw out caution flags. <laughs> um, <laughs> but short, short tracks and road courses have been the biggest focus of the aero package testing. So already, and they, he said, he mentioned that during championship weekend. So NASCAR doesn't ever stop. I mean, they are constantly changing this car and especially with this new car. I mean, there's a lot more stuff. We've got a full season now in the books. We've seen what it can do, what it can't do. We've seen good things. We've obviously seen quite a few bad things from it. Um, and so they're already looking at, at making changes and, uh, and getting that stuff figured out for hopefully even better racing next year. Well, and they're trying to do it too, to make it safe as well. The hoods they're, they're fixing the hoods out there. Uh, and, and I know that the, the teams have to pretty much submit or, or basically show their work as far as what they're going to do to the hoods, uh, within the next couple of weeks, just to see, uh, if they're actually, you know, working and, and what's working. I know they're going to do some tire testing out there with it as well. So, um, they're trying to make these cars safer because one of the biggest complaints this season, obviously from the drivers, not just, you know, from the lack of raciness, but just also overall safety. Uh, we saw two drivers, right? I mean, we saw, well, in a sense, two drivers um, pretty much have to miss. And Kurt Busch was obviously the most prominent of those. But we also saw Alex Bowman have to miss a race. Tyler Reddick pulled himself out of out of a race uh, oh. just with concerns over whether or not he had concussion-like symptoms. Uh, but, you know, again, so so now they're addressing this in the offseason. Like I said, they're, they're doing the things that they need to do to um, to basically address these driver issues. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're going to see different consequences of what this means. You know, we're, we're not going to know yet what it means for the Daytona 500. And, and maybe this could lead to a, a completely different way of racing next season because of these changes that are made. So we may be in for a completely different uh, uh, setup next year too, which is going to be interesting and, and have to factor into our, our bet setups. Um, no cardboard. Just, I know, I know you're feeling, in fact, you know, Cody, you work in an industry that has a lot of cardboard. How do you deal buddy? It's uh, like PTSD every day. You know, I, uh, yeah, I work in the, the beer selling industry and, uh, I see cardboard boxes nonstop every day and it just, it pisses me off every day. This car, you know, just, and it's just this little flimsy cardboard messes up a whole race, messes up all our bets. Oh man. I'm waiting so, for you to go full on, um, no more wire hangers on all of your cards. I've already submitted, uh, my plans to, uh, Molson Coors and, uh, trying to, to change the packaging from cardboard to just anything. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't care. Anything Plastic but bag. cardboard. Plastic bag is all he's asking for. Yeah, just, yeah, put it in plastic, put it, you know, pla plastic crates we can return, hide something, just not cardboard, all right? I'm tired of seeing cardboard. The next Twitter uh, next Twitter thing trending is Cody knocking over every uh, everything on the shelves because he's mad at the 
<laughs> the cardboard boxes. Yeah, watch watch out for that coming. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then yeah, that, so another part on the the card, they already have announced a new rear clip they're putting on that should, hopefully, according to their testing, take more of the impact away from the driver. I mean, that was part of this new car was not indestructible, but we want to make it to where it's a lot tougher and it can withstand more, which we saw throughout the season. I mean, some of these hits these cars took, and it was like how the hell are they still driving it? Uh, you know, it, it wasn't crazy. A tow link would break, you know, brakes or something, and that's it. And they just replaced that, and, and they keep going. It was amazing. But that was being transferred because the car was not absorbing any of that energy. It was being transferred to the driver. So this this new rear clip should be more collapsible. So you're going to see if you back it into the wall, it's going to cause more damage to the car. But hopefully we'll take away from the driver. Again, the right you know the the injury part of it the concussion part of it that's been a big thing lately i mean in football we've seen it a lot the tuatunga vailoa stuff saw it again this weekend with juju smith schuster i mean just that immediate you know hands go up in the air and, and getting knocked out from this stuff but that's obviously been a big topic but it's been again it's been something that's been around dale Earnhardt jr struggled with this basically ended his career early um, Casey Kane, same thing, it ended his career early. Uh, we've seen other drivers go through it. I know Ernie Irvin had a lot of problems with, with concussions and stuff back in the day. That's going a ways back. But so it's not necessarily something that, that's new to NASCAR. It, it was crazy that, you know, we did see it with in three different instances. I, I would say basically if you want to include the Rick one, um, Cody Ware missed a race due to injury. That I think is more just a freak accident of how his car hit where it hit. I don't think. That necessarily is to blame on the, this new car, um, but it is good to see NASCAR being proactive. And again, the drivers being—we talked about this during the season—but being proactive, raising their hands and saying, "Hey, you know, this doesn't seem right or, or feel right, or you know, I need to sit out and doing the right thing to to protect their health and the safety." So it's good to see that point we've come to where everybody's taking that seriously. Hopefully, these fixes they can make in the off season will allow us to not have that problem next year. It costs two guys a chance at a championship in both Kurt Busch and Alex Bowman. Um, ended Kurt Busch's career, basically. I mean, that's it. We don't get to see him race full-time anymore. Um, maybe we'll get some part-time news from him. Maybe he'll be the 53rd entry for the Daytona 500. Who knows? But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's hopefully this stuff will fix those issues and uh and be better racing even moving forward i concur uh again we got plenty of time to discuss it all as it progresses so uh let's do this let's step away one more time and we'll we'll hit you with an, another story uh to close out the show but let's tell you first about the sgpn merch store go ahead get your holiday shopping done early at the sgpn merch store SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for DJs in your life, us included. I know that I really enjoy the NASCAR gambling podcast stuff that we got. They got mugs, they got hats, we got shirts, we got hoodies. It's whatever you want with the NASCAR gambling podcast logo. Go show off it to all your buddies out there that you listen to the show. But also, it's a fantastic holiday sweater for those of you who are in the market for one that's got Let It Ride emblazoned all over that beautiful, ugly sweater of it. It's not ugly because it's got our beautiful logo on it and all of the, the good stuff. But I guess if you want to wear it to your holiday party uh, that is called that, go ahead. But be the prettiest one 
in the entire office wearing that amazing Let It Ride holiday sweater. Plus, from now until Thanksgiving, you can even get 10% off of all that stuff when you use the promo code Dallas sucks. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Promo code Dallas sucks. See where our loyalties lie. Uh, oh, yeah. I just, I, I can't get over Kramer. Yeah. Best thing about owning a business, you can <laughs> you get to make up your own promo code. <laughs> whatever you want. And of course, hey. Dallas suffering. Uh, this week as well, so that even is more apropos. That, uh, that brings brings great joy to the bosses for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, Monday Night Football is about to start here as we're recording this. Uh, so Sean's Eagles are are about to see if they can keep that undefeated uh, line going. Which, uh, by the way, make sure you're always checking out all my articles on the SGP Network because I did write a, a special props article before the season, and I had the Eagles as the last undefeated team, Ooh. fourteen to one which they hit like six weeks ago, but they are still undefeated and still going. So nice. I'm, I'm invested now just to see how long they can keep it going. Fantastic. Um, all right. Last, uh, last story here. Let's, let's leave them with uh, some good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, let's touch a little bit more on the uh, Kyle Busch motorsports deal, obviously switching over to Chevy uh, has been announced. going to cut back to just the two cars or two trucks is what it's, it's seeming like this, this year it's going to be interesting that's been the most dominant team in the truck series over the last couple of years now they haven't won the championships the last couple of years um but throughout the regular season very dominant um and we know that was a lot of pay to play toyota was basically funding all of that i mean mostly toyota development drivers in those cars but toyota it's crazy because They've only, for years only had the four or five rides in the Cup Series. They got the six rides now, but their pipeline has always been great. I mean, they've churned out some amazing drivers, a lot of drivers that aren't even at Toyota anymore that are in the Cup Series. William Byron comes to mind, some other guys that that came up through the Toyota pipeline, and Toyota had nowhere to put them because they, they're so good at crafting all these people, but they don't have any rides for them. Uh, but, so obviously... Uh, the DGR or DGR David Gilland racing team gets rebranded. They're going to be the Toyota truck team now. Um, and they were pretty good in the Ford stuff. So it'd be interesting to see if they kind of take over as a dominant team. It seems to me that Toyota is more invested than anyone else in the truck series. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if they kind of keep that going. Um, but KBM, so the two, two trucks, Chase Purdy is going to be full-time in the number four. Uh, and then Jack Wood, Kyle Bush, and others are going to split time in that number 51. Um, of note, the crew chief for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is not being retained for next year. Um, Brian Patty, he's a guy that's been around in the Cup Series a long time. Uh, has bounced around quite a few places, but has been with Stenhouse for a few years. He's going to go take over that 51 truck uh, for KBM uh, and, and do the crew chiefing over there. And then uh, Ricky Stenhouse is actually getting his reunited with Mike Kelly, who was his crew chief when he won the Xfinity Series championship. So putting those two guys back together on the cup side of things. We've seen that reuniting guys like that, the most recent example being William Byron, uh, being reunited with Rudy Fugel as crew chief. They had so much success in the truck series. You bring them up to the cup series, put them back together, and it was just like a switch was flipped and 
William Byron was a new guy all of a sudden and back to the successful ways that he had in the truck series. I don't know that Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is going to take some miraculous leap now after all these years, but it's a, it's a bit of a different situation. But the familiarity of these guys already working together, having success before, uh, will be interesting. And then I think Brian Patty's a great guy to go over to the KBM side of things. Um, and then there is also a – so Rev Racing is a team that, that's funded uh, Xfinity, or, uh, ARCA cars, which is – if you're not super familiar with NASCAR, ARCA is the step below the truck series kind of uh, tier there. And so Nick Sanchez, who we saw driving in the 48 car in Xfinity, had quite a few really good runs in that car. They are going to step up and be a truck series team uh, fielding the number two Chevrolet, and that's going to be a KBM satellite team. So it almost sounds like they'll just be a KBM team that's owned by Rev Racing. It sounds like the trucks will all be built there and everything will just come out of the KBM shop. I mean, you think about it now, KBM has four teams. They're cutting back to two. That's a lot of employees losing jobs and stuff. So I think kind of adding this Rev Racing team in there makes that not, you know, such a drastic leap. It'll almost be like three KBM Chevrolets. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of what's going on with that whole deal. That's that's a really big domino that just fell here recently in the, the truck series. Yeah, so if you want to equate, like, the, the type of – if you want to do a baseball type of mentality, I would say ARCA is like a, a low A and then yeah, – or, or maybe even a, a high yep. A, yeah, single A ball, and then truck series is double A and Xfinity is triple A, and then obviously all the way up to the big leagues in, in NASCAR. So just think of it that way. Uh, yep, that's exactly how I explain it to most. Like, they're like, what does this truck series on? What's that? I'm like, it's like double A baseball basically. Yeah, that's that's – an analogy most people get at least yeah i mean yeah because it, it is it's not it's not bad ball it's just these guys are still and gals are still learning the trade uh to make a name up there and you know they got to prove themselves so yeah i mean it's going to be interesting obviously the truck series we didn't start covering it until midway through our 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 run here on this show but uh i i hadn't paid much attention honestly to either series other than cup uh coming up i mean i know my brother was kind of well versed in all those but I, I definitely hadn't paid any sort of close attention to it until um, until we started doing it and covering it and betting on it. So uh, I, I would love to see more, obviously, and this KBM switch is going to be huge. Um, and, and granted, this will be sort of like, for me, the new norm, uh, even because this is still me getting used to these, these series. So I won't know the impact yet, but I'll certainly be able to know how to talk about it when we come around next season. Yeah, exactly. And... If you are, you know, if you just have watched the Cup Series before, first of all, it gives you more races throughout the weekend. You go from one to two or three if you're including trucks and Xfinity. So from a racing aspect, that's good. You can play all those in DFS, so that's good. You can bet on all of those. <laughs> so it adds all these extra elements to a full weekend of racing. A lot of times Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or a doubleheader on Saturday going into the Sunday Cup Series race. Um, and yeah, and you know, Xfinity series tagline is this is where names are made. And that is a very true thing. I mean, we just watched Noah Gragson. We just watched Ty Gibbs have these great battles all season and win all these races and everything. And now pending the Ty Gibbs officially to the 18 news, something else that'll come over the off season. I'm sure we can talk about it then. That's obviously the, you know, expected, uh, result. Um, but now we've seen those two guys battle it out. Then you get to see them go to the cup series and we know they're not just going to drop into the cup series and start winning a bunch of races. 
We've seen it so many times with these other guys. Austin Sendrick had dominated the last two seasons. Yeah, he comes in wins the Daytona 500 right away. But, you know, that's, you know, then he kind of struggled throughout points of the season. Now he had a great season. I was just looking back. He was the rookie of the year in the Cup Series. Um, and his amazing season. But it's cool to see these guys kind of follow their journey to get to the big show. I mean, it's, I guess, similar to watching a baseball player. You know, it's your local double A team or triple A team. And then they get the call up to the big leagues and it's like, okay, there he goes. I know that, you know, and it's, so it's not like, well, who's this Noah Gregson guy jumping into the 42. Now, you know, he's the guy that throws up when he wins races and parties hard and, you know, all this other fun stuff too. So yeah, if, if trucks Xfinity is not something you got into before, um, and we can help you with that from the betting aspect, obviously that, that puts more skin in the game, uh, next year. But yeah, like you said, at the start of the season, we didn't even really touch on trucks or Xfinity at all. Uh, the show kind of evolved into that and, uh, boy, that's almost where we had most of our success. It seems like was, uh, trucks and Xfinity. We, we had quite a few, uh, really, really good weekends. Yeah. Listen, we, we know our, our double a and single a ball players, <laughs> uh, you know, and look as a giants fan, which you guys can't see, but I'm wearing a giants, uh, my giants hoodie, which I love and it's nice and warm. Uh, but I got to watch guys like Buster Posey, Travis uh, Ishikawa, and and like all Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt come through the San Jose Giants organization, and it was so much fun to just watch them and know that I saw them play on our little field uh, down there in in the Single A ballpark. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I you know I grew up near Omaha and. Got to see the Omaha Royals. Now the Royals don't ever really have anybody good that plays for them. So I didn't have a ton of those examples. But uh, <laughs> luckily, I'm not a Royals fan. So thank God. But, uh, but no, I, I mean, there was, you know, times where you'd go and you'd be like, oh, I remember watching that guy in that little stadium there. And then they're in the big leagues at the big show and, and you watch them play up there. So it, it is uh, very exciting. I And honestly, I mean, we had a lot of really good races in the cup series this year. We talked about that multiple times throughout the season, but more so than normal even. And the Xfinity series, I would say overall was a better battle all year. Like there were times, yeah, where, where you had two, two guys kind of dominating and Noah Gregson went on a streak where he won four races in a row, but still like those races were so competitive. And uh, a lot of those cars are, are closer together even than the new cup series car was. So, a lot of really good racing and then <clears throat> excuse me you get the the short track truck series friday night races those get incredible with the beating and the banging and and all that stuff so uh yeah all three series are, are so much fun to watch and uh if you weren't into them this year highly encourage you uh going into 2023 here to to get on board for all three of them and uh yeah, and of course, NASCAR Gambling Podcast, we can help you make money there. We certainly will, and we'll keep you up to date as to all those movings that are movings around, I suppose. I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm reaching the end of the show here, so English is getting... Words are hard. Math's yeah. hard. Words, hard. Words are hard. Words getting choppy. I don't know. I think that's, I think that's a clear sign that it is time to move on, uh, but we will keep you posted on all the news and notes, as we say in the, in the intro, uh, that go along with this season, because that's what we're here for, and we're just trying to get you ready for 23 and all the bets we're about to place in that season. So, Cody, as we wrap things up on this episode, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you all over this great world of ours? Yep, find me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. That's where you'll find all my work for the Sports Gambling Podcast. 
got got random stuff on a bunch of different sports at different times so always be watching i always share it there and then join us in the discord too uh that's where you can always always get a hold of us and uh you know message with us and, and talk crap and all that stuff you still want to talk racing things there's one more f1 race coming up we got the finale abu dhabi uh is is coming up so make sure you join us in the f1 gambling podcast for that follow me on twitter at rj via gomez link in the bio to everything i got going on whether it's here whether it's sportsbook review whether it's in between media whether it's me screaming at your corner just to listen to the show i'm there uh so find it all on there until next time everybody let's please go racing and let it ride